hello, it is Wednesday the 27th of April 2022 at 23.50.25. I have just managed to complete a very rough draft of my show notes, some of which I started back in February. Can you believe that? But most of it's pretty current, and that is to bring you the latest episode of Crash Terrible Segway. This is Crash Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, episode 334. I have already done the time and date bit, so I don't have to do that again. Ah, yeah, here we are, back again. I've got so much to talk to you about today and tomorrow. This is a back-to-back recording. First of all, I've got some films and other stuff to talk about in our general podcast. Sorry about its lateness. I was just so, so busy this week. And again, let me remind you, there will be spoilers, lots of spoilers. Consider this a spoiler warning right now. I'm not going to warn you again. There are going to be spoilers. And yes, I know I said in the previous podcast that I'm no longer going to be telling people that there will be spoilers, and I'm doing it again. I also said in the previous podcast that the only things that I'd talk about were science fiction, fantasy, and horror, then proceeded to do a podcast about anything but in my laid-back After Dark Hangout episode. Can't remember which one that is. I say a lot of things, and then I don't do them, or go on a frenzy and do too many of them, like I'm doing right now. Though I did owe you these episodes, so that's fair enough. On the subject of those spoilers, just how many flying pirate ghost ships can you talk about in the span of only a few podcasts? I first talked about flying pirate ghost ships in pod. 432, when I talked about Doctor Who Legend of the Sea Devils, the penultimate Jodie Whittaker Doctor Who special. And now we're going to talk about similar sort of things in Uncharted. But first, let me tell you that I'm dying up here. If you consider podcasting a stage, I am dying up here. Please, anyone out there, if you have anything to say about anything, please do so. This is a fairly contentious geek pod, I know, because after I do my reviews, I go and look and see what everyone else has said, and usually I tend to disagree with everyone. Because of those differing views... You'd have thought that with all the opinions that geeks have out there and are quite willing to talk about on Reddit endlessly and on Twitter, they would have something to say about my podcast. They do occasionally, but I get comments so rarely that, you know, it's not much use to me. I want this pod to be about me, what I think, and also what you think. I want it to be more of a community thing. So come on, people. You make the podcast. Remember that. Well, okay, actually, I make the podcast. I do all the hard work. But without you, this is just the ravings of a loony screaming into the void. 
<laughs> screaming into the void. Oh, anyway, this, by the way, is going to be a booze-free episode today. It's going to be startlingly sober, maybe so sober that I've crossed over the threshold into mania. I bumped into a neighbour earlier today. He asked me if I was still working. I stupidly said no. I don't like telling people my business. I did that because I was caught off guard by sheer tiredness and exhaustion. When I'm at my weakest, the honesty bug often bites me in the behind. Though it does occur to me that I really have been working very hard on podcasting, much more so than I ever did in any job I've ever had, and I am not getting paid for it either. Let that, and I understand this should have gone in the creative section of this episode, be a lesson to anyone else thinking of being a podcaster with ambitions of anything more than just regarding podcasting as a casual hobby. If you want to make money out of it, good luck. And God help you if you decide to be a YouTuber. That's the worst pep talk ever. The point is, doing this stuff is hard, so if you can afford to, please drop me a tip. Details at the end of the show. Let's get into the culture section, and I've already mentioned that Uncharted is something we're going to be talking about today. I think I have. The other big movie we're going to talk about today is The Batman. Let's just start. The Endless. The Endless is another one of those movies that I watched in two chunks. I say another one of those movies, I do this quite often over the last couple of years. The Endless is a low-budget sci-fi horror about two grown-up cult survivors, two young men, returning to the secluded rural retreat that they escaped from many years ago. What they find there is astonishing. There's an alien intelligence and time loops... It is, to say the least, not what they expected. I was reminded of films like Cube and Triangle. Brilliant film. It was, though I thought, a bit too long. On the other hand, it left me feeling good, which was helped by a cover version of one of my favourite songs, House of the Rising Sun, that played over the closing credits. And that's The Endless a low-budget sci-fi horror film that you might enjoy. Next, No Exit. In No Exit, a blizzard snows in a group of strangers with uncertain and suspicious motives. The tension then ramps up in this stripped-down thriller. I thought No Exit was okay. I don't think it was anything spectacular though there was a nice little twist and table-turning that has something to say about fear, abuse, and a lack of financial security rather than simply criminal motivation. And that is no exit. It is nice to watch 
one of these dark thrillers set in a snowy environment in contrast to the weather that's warming up outside. Oh, warming up. Man, I'm going to go on a digression here. I had a hard day. I've been cutting my hedge the day before I cut my lawn. If you're listening to this in America or Canada, look, most of you guys, unless you live somewhere rural, simply have a yard. Something small and measly. I do not. I live in a home on a corner plot. There is a large garden and a humongous hedge. So, yeah, that's what I've been dealing with today. Let's get back to reviews. You know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to jump ahead so that the longest reviews are at the end. Let's do that. And in a way, this will make more sense, because I'm just going to talk a little bit about Moon Knight and a couple of coincidences. I mentioned in pod 4... 132, how episode 1 of Moon Knight reminded me a little of Legion, particularly that fight scene on that snack truck. Episode 4 ends on a very Legion-like scenario with Mark Spector and Stephen Grant, two personalities inhabiting one body, that of our hero Moon Knight, meet after they have been fatally shot. They meet in a mental hospital. That is very Legion-like. Another coincidence is that the film I just reviewed, briefly, The Endless, was directed by the same duo who directed this episode of Moon Knight. Moon Knight Episode 4 is definitely the most gripping, fun, and totally crazy episode so far. We go full, visceral, mummy, schlock horror in the middle of a Lara Croft-style tomb raid. If you throw in a little Indiana Jones and old-world archaeology, I can forgive Oscar Isaac's accent and Ethan Hawke's anemic villain for a change. It's weird. It's almost as if the makers of this episode of Moon Knight knew that I, Roy, would be watching it, and they wrote this episode just for me. It's almost mystical. Excellent stuff in Moon Knight episode And by the way, if no one understands my background, the reason I think it's so coincidental and strange and the stars are all in alignment is because for a number of years I used to be an archaeologist. And I'm a geek, so Indiana Jones, Laura Croft, all that stuff is really my bag. And, and, and the archaeology that I used to do was Old World Archaeology, although my area was a different area. It was the Indus Valley. Ancient Egypt is one of the Old World civilizations, the first civilizations, which include Egypt and the Indus Valley and what is now Pakistan and China and Iraq. 
I just thought that was nice and it drew me straight in. Before we get on to our double bill of main features, The Batman and Uncharted, I've just got a little extra stuff on what I've been doing in terms of technology, and the biggest thing that I've been doing is unsubscribing from stuff. Now, I don't want to give my listeners any ideas, so please don't unsubscribe from this podcast, but I have been spring cleaning. I have been spring cleaning the house. I did a big debug spray and hoover the other day. I've also been spring cleaning my digital stuff. And by that, I mean I have been unsubscribing to many podcasts and YouTubers. I should say in my defense, I am a subscriber of hundreds of YouTube channels as well as podcasts. You see, there are many podcasters who I either find unpleasant or just plain boring. And of course, I do realize that some may think the same of me. I'm not a complete hypocrite. The other thing, apart from unpleasantness and boringness, or just it's something that doesn't interest me, which isn't really the same thing as boringness because someone else might be interested in a specific YouTube channel or podcast, is really regarding YouTubers. I've noticed as I've ramped up my YouTube viewing that they just sound like salespeople nowadays. I am so sick of hearing them tell us how they are sponsored by this manufacturer, but they are still completely unbiased in their opinion of a product made by that manufacturer. That is complete crap. Of course, being sponsored by a product will influence your review of it. Can't even call it a review. It's more like an endorsement. Because if you, as a YouTuber, negatively review something a sponsor makes, you can say goodbye to that sponsor and their money, or their products, or their exclusive access, or whatever the hell they're bribing you with. I mean, for God's sake, we do call these people influencers. Ah, Man, I wish YouTube was a bit more neutral. I do tend to gravitate towards YouTubers who have a more personal point of view of something. And they are obviously not sponsored by a particular company. Ah, don't know. It is so disappointing. Not only do we have to suffer through YouTube ads, we also have to suffer through the main feature of that upload, which might also be subtly, maybe even unconsciously, an ad. Other things that I've been hacking apart have been bookmarked URLs. They're also facing the axe. I've just got so many bookmarks over the years. I don't know, since the 2000s? Oh, God almighty, 22 years of bookmarks. Oh. oh, sorry for all these strange noises you're hearing. I'm still suffering a little bit from acid, 
it's not great. On the other hand, it's not as terrible as it was. I've been coming off these stupid drugs for about a month now. I've read on webmd.com that it could take three months just to come off bloody antacids. Can you believe that? <sighs> okay, where was I? What's next in technology? Video editing, yeah. I mentioned YouTube earlier. I do want to get into YouTubing as a video platform, although I know that YouTube is now expanding into podcasts, which may affect the content of my future podcasts. I'm not sure, because the last time I got involved with uploading audio podcasts to YouTube, I got a copyright strike. In fact, I've got quite a few copyright strikes, and it irritated the hell out of me. Back to video editing, yeah. I've got the audio sorted out, and I've got my old Honor 9 Lite as the source of my video. What I haven't sorted out yet is video editing or how to actually video edit, which I only know in the most rudimentary way. My mum actually knows this stuff quite well, so maybe I should ask her. Anyway, I have been looking at video editors. And I should say right now that my success with software has not been great lately. I had a massive system crash on my Mac Mini with Windows, which seems to happen every six months. And then there were the recent FileZilla and Thunderbird updates that I talked about in 4.3.3 with mixed results. Since then, regarding video editing software that is free and that will run on my rather low-spec system, I installed OpenShot, a popular multi-platform video editor. Trouble is, it didn't even start. <laughs> I went through all these reviews of what free and open source video editor to use, I wasn't specifically going for open source, I was going for free and low system requirements. OpenShot was supposed to be a good and stable one. It did not even start. I next tried the related but more sophisticated Shotcut. Guess what? I couldn't get that running either. The Shotcut.exe process loaded according to my task manager, but failed to start the program. Again, I'm going to go on a little rant about software. These problems have been widely reported. Is anything happening to solve them? No. Utterly and completely spiffing. So I still haven't sorted out a video editor. Maybe I'll look for an old version of Adobe... What's it called? Premiere. By an old version, I mean CS. 6, or is it 6.5? I'm not sure, but the last non-cloud version of Adobe Premiere. If that will even run on my system. Finally, in technology, did I gaslight myself and scapegoat China recently when I said that my show wasn't available in China on Apple Podcasts? I don't know. Since I enabled it, when I discovered that it wasn't available in China, 
I'm now wondering whether I deliberately removed the availability of my show from China ages and ages ago and then convinced myself that China or Apple did the dirty on China's request. None of this is particularly important. I logged into Apple Podcasts Connect the other day to check what was happening with my distribution in China, and it is now in China and available on Apple Podcasts. The availability seems to be sticking. And now... I'm finally ready to talk about the Batman at last. Although, I've got to have just a little break. I've now been talking non-stop for 27 minutes and 45, no, 56, no, 58, 59, 28 minutes precisely. Without a break, on my feet, I need to have a little sit down, and then I'll be back. Just a few minutes. You'll hear a beep, and then I'll be back. See you in a bit. Okay, I'm back from a little break of watching about five minutes of Jeff Geerling on YouTube, tinkering around trying to get a graphics card to work with the Raspberry Pi. Very interesting. Another five minutes to watch. We're back here, and now... I'm finally going to talk about the latest Batman movie, The Batman. The Batman is a film about Batman tracking down a serial killer with a penchant for puzzles. No big reward for guessing who that is. The film features iconic characters like the Riddler, of course, played by Paul Dano, Catwoman, played by a live Zoe Kravitz, or Zoe Kravitz, the Penguin, played by Colin Farrell, Carmine Falcone, played by John Tuturo, in a rather non-threatening manner, actually, James Gordon, played by Jeffrey Wright, in summation, it is doing quite well, apparently, at the box office. I say apparently because my views on the Batman are, as you're about to find out, not incredibly favourable. The Batman starts off promisingly enough with a maniac serial killer with a grudge against Batman menacing Gotham City. It isn't long, however, before it devolves into a subpar pastiche of seven and every Christopher Nolan Batman movie ever. The wingsuit scene with Bruce Wayne Batman showing us his entirely sensible fear of falling off the edge of a building and dying in a red splat stain on the pavement is a nice touch. But then it is ruined by the wingsuit itself. When that is actually deployed, <laughs> it makes him look like a plump flying squirrel. Robert Pattinson playing Batman, swishing his cape about as he does more than once, is more a Camp Dracula than the Dark Knight. 
back to Paul Dano playing the Riddler. The Riddler, I thought his design was okay. He is as demented and menacing as Zodiac. He has a uniform that resembles that of Zodiac. All that is well and good until the mask comes off. Then it's entirely different and the Riddler turns out to be a disaffected orphan who is now a forensic accountant. It's over-explained and just not that great. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Colin Farrell's Penguin was an absolutely amazing feat of acting and prosthetics. I'll give him that. Unfortunately, all this effort was pointlessly wasted by turning the preppy Oswald Cobblepot, the wasp sociopath, into Al Capone. He even has a scarred face. It is weird that he played the role so well and then just turned him into a caricature of an Italian mobster. The film as a whole, I thought, was boring. It was also very, very long, far too long, and I prayed for it to end. I did think about watching it in two sessions, but when I tend to do that, what happens is... I never watched the second session, and the review of the film might have taken another year, so I forced myself through it. And finally, if I hear one more cop say, Jesus, I am going to kill myself. Let's compare the Batman with Joker from 2019. Joker managed to accidentally create a monstrous alternative origin story, despite the creators and Joaquin Phoenix's complete misunderstanding of what they had made. In contrast, the Batman filmmakers knew exactly what they were doing and accidentally made a pile of crap. You, and this isn't a particularly original thought, have to contrast DC with Marvel's miraculous job shifting from cheap TV movies to the MCU powerhouse following Iron Man in 2008. Marvel have gone from strength to strength, while DC have floundered badly. Sure, there was the Christopher Nolan interval when he turned Batman into a crime movie and that annoying whining bomb sound to crank up the tension which was incredibly transparent by the way although I like the Nolan movies that bit annoyed me there was also DC's second stab at Suicide Squad the Suicide Squad and some decent DC TV shows If DC and Marvel adaptations were still equally pre-Kevin Feige naff, DC's accomplishments to date would be worthy. But they are not on an equal footing. Marvel have won, and DC need their own Feige. (laughs) Get your own Feige. 
sounds like you're going to get this gimp in a box. Not that Kevin Feige is a gimp, but yeah, anyway. Also, and this is admittedly a petty thing, because apart from the ludicrous French parody in The King from 2019, Robert Pattinson is a fine actor. However, I do not see Batman as having bandy legs, and Robert Pattinson's legs are bandy. He needed a leg double. While we're being petty, can the next Batman please be tall, jacked up with muscle, and intimidating? We've never had one of those, and sure, we're going to have Michael Keaton back, and that's a different kind of Batman, which I enjoy. But can we have a Batman that actually looks like Batman, please? After all that, it sounds like I found nothing at all good. You'd be wrong. I did like that quite near to the beginning of the film, we have Batman examining a crime scene. The filmmakers are playing up the well-worn mythos that... Batman is the world's greatest detective. I think that might have been the first time I've seen Batman actually getting into the CSI or the detection part of his job. We've had snippets of that earlier with all the tech, and there is some tech in this movie, but I really feel like having Batman going onto a crime scene and doing his detective thing is something that we need to see. And they did give us that. All in all, though, I did not enjoy The Batman. It is not a movie I'm going to watch again, either. It's just not that good. In contrast, I have watched Joker at least twice now. The next film we are going to review today is Uncharted. In Uncharted, the adaptation of the video game to the big screen, Nathan Drake, played by Tom Holland, and his older brother Sam are orphans. They are separated when Sam has to go on the run after a burglary goes wrong. The boy, Nate, grows up, becomes a bartender and a petty thief, using his job as a bartender to score marks, until, that is, he meets a chap called Sully, played by Mark Wahlberg. Sully has a proposition that will make him very rich, and also locate his missing brother. On the way, they meet villains, violent henchmen, or rather a very violent henchwoman, an attractive and treacherous ally, and they just zoom off around the world on a wild treasure hunt. First of all, I didn't like how the film seemed to drag on for so long. It's hard to put my finger on it. It should be good. I didn't enjoy it but I did appreciate certain aspects of it. Such as having Nathan Drake, played by Tom Holland, means that 
The design of the character isn't a grizzled adventurer, but at the same time making Nathan Drake a petty criminal, and his partner Sully surprisingly ruthless. For example, the way he beats up the henchwoman Braddock, it's very brutal. In this origin story was a nice touch. By that I mean, if Nathan Drake is actually descended from Sir Francis Drake, as the family myth goes, then actually you get the impression in this movie that it's not a solid connection, it's just one of those things, because I had a friend years and years ago who was also a Drake, and I don't think that he was any relation to the legendary Sir Francis Drake, though many people with that surname claim that. I think it's a fairly common name in the UK. All those things work well together because historically, in addition to Sir Francis Drake being a swashbuckling privateer and Queen Liz's man-totty, he was also a slave trader and a war criminal. Don't believe me? Look up the Raithlin Island Massacre. The guy was a fairly nasty piece of work. So having these two chaps as crooks rather than simply globe-hopping adventurers works quite well. And I was saying that Sully is quite brutal in his fight with Braddock. Tom Holland is also quite brutal. Sometimes accidentally in the big fight scene that opens the beginning of the film and continues later on. I have heard since that is a key scene from the game. I'm not sure if it's a cutscene or whether it's actually a playable scene, but it does illustrate that he is quite violent. As you can tell, I know next to nothing about the game Uncharted other than the general plot. So the cameo of the game's voice actor for Nathan Drake and Tom Holland's acquiring of a shoulder holster were about the only notable fan service I detected. I'm sure there's a lot more. I didn't see any of it. There was a parody nod to Indiana Jones in the line of dialogue. Why has it got to be nuns instead of snakes? That made me laugh. Of course it did. It's a very funny line. And I enjoyed that. I appreciated that the two women co-stars, the treacherous ally and the violent henchwoman, were both glamorous and intimidating, more so than the men. I, and this is where we came into the podcast, enjoyed the grand absurdity of the final chase scene. A chase between pirate ghost ships hanging from helicopters. Ghost ships again, yep, pod 432, Legend of the Sea Devils, Doctor Who. Moving on. I was annoyed, and this is something very personal, that a scene near the end seemed semi-lifted from my novel, The Horus Box, released, by the way, years before the movie. To conclude, the film blends National Treasure and Tomb Raider, and in the end you get something that's only half as good as either. 
a bit too bland and safe for my taste. And that's Uncharted. Of course, if you have a differing opinion, please let me know what you think. I am gesturing wildly as I say all these things. I'm trying not to move my feet, but my hands are waving around. I think it's the caffeine. That is it. That is the first episode of this back-to-back taping. I'm going to talk about Doctor Who after a break. I really need a break. I'm pretty tired now. Catch you in a few minutes, or maybe slightly longer than that. I'll just do the end of the show now and have that break I so richly deserve. The show that you've just listened to is produced, presented, and edited by me, Roy Matur, a writer. Matur is spelt M-A-T-H-U-R. You can find more about me or get in touch at roymatur.com. If you want to help, please review and rate the show on whatever platform you are listening to this on, although reviewing it in Apple Podcasts is the best thing you can do for me. Please recommend it to a friend if you love it. Please recommend it to a mortal enemy if you hate it. Or click on the contact or support link on the website. Keyword there, support link. You can tip me a few quid. The minimum tip is the price of a UK Starbucks. Not even the biggest one. Thanks for tuning in again. You were again listening to Captain Roy's Rocket Radio Show, the UK Geek Podcast. This was episode 434, recorded on Wednesday the 27th of April 2022, but ending on Thursday the 28th of April 2022 at 005055. Thanks for listening. And bye-bye for now. But not for long, because I'm coming back. Bye. Oh, God, there's a... Some twat on a moped.